0: It was a year ago that the choir was to wear the robes for the first time, and uh, Sharon did again. She snuck them out, and you guys look so good, and you know what? I think it helped you sing a little bit better, too, so we are uh, pleased to see you this morning as we are everyone that's here, and uh, we are grateful for those that are watching today, and Thankful for those that are here. We've tried to balance out the two services and we've done very well. We're looking forward to another great service. But I'm here to tell you Christ is risen. Oh, we can do it a little bit better. Harold kind of warmed you up. Let's do it again. Christ is risen. Amen. We believe that, and we live it in our hearts, and we celebrate today. I'm going to ask you to stand, and I am going to read God's Word this morning, and we are going to talk about the risen Savior. In the book of John, the 20th chapter, verses 1 through 10, early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon and Peter and the other disciples, the one Jesus loved, and said, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciples started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciples who had reached the tomb first also went inside. He saw and he believed. They still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. And then the disciples went back to where they were staying. You may be seated. God's word for today and we apply it to our hearts and lives. We come together today and celebrate. We look around the room and we see signs of celebration. We see the lilies. We see a beautifully decorated cross that reminds us that he is risen. We see banners that tell us that there's a responsibility and an obligation that we have as Christians because of the risen Savior to tell the story of Jesus Christ. When we reconsider the text today and we look at the first verse of this text, it says that early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb. On Easter it's common that we greet one another and we come with anticipation in our hearts because we do serve a risen savior. The greeting is that that Christ is risen and you respond he has risen indeed. You have done that well this morning. And today we come together in this room and those of you that are watching today and we join together today with centuries of Christians. And making this day as the day that changed everything. The day that changed the world. It's been said when you have a child or a baby, a baby changes everything except his or her own diaper. Babies can put demands upon your life. But today we celebrate the amazing truth that although Jesus was dead, he now is alive. He's alive forevermore. Christ Jesus rose victoriously over death. He is risen. Today is a day like no other day in the history of this world. No other day uh, like it in our lives. Jesus Christ is risen. Today represents Jesus' victory over death. His resurrection is, is proof that he is the Son of God. And it is this reason that you and I have hope, we have hope for eternity, that one day that we will be together celebrating his goodness and his love during this past year and this season that we have gone through. And as recent as last week, there have been people where I have stood by their bedside and I have watched them leave this earth, close their eyes and open their eyes in paradise but the hope that we have because Jesus Christ has risen that we can be together with those who have gone before us. Today, we celebrate what we believe to be the biggest moment in history, church. The greatest moment. Two days ago, on Friday, if you were here or if you watched online, we came together and we observed Good Friday. On this day, on this Friday, we remembered how Jesus was persecuted, how Jesus was put to death. Jesus was crucified, and he took the sins of the world, even though he was blameless. He took the sins of this world. And because of this, many people wonder how this day could possibly be referred to as a Good Friday, the day that Christ died on the cross. Friday is called good because there is good news that's evident today in our spirit. There's great news that Jesus Christ is alive. And while Jesus suffered a terrible death, it was God's plan to save you and I. It was God's plan to touch our hearts and to save us from our sins. And because Jesus Christ conquered death, he wears the victor's crown. We have celebrated through that song. He conquered death. And while Jesus suffered a terrible death, we know that it was God's plan to save us. Jesus conquered death. And this made a way for all, for everyone to believe upon him, that he reigns for eternity. And if we believe in the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we can also receive forgiveness of our sins take time to ponder that on this day the greatest day in Christian history that our sins can be forgiven what is Easter Sunday all about it's interesting that as over the years uh, we have had a friendship group here at the church with students from Saudi Arabia students that uh, attending MSU Muslim students and we have had this wonderful interaction and and we would meet with them uh, every two weeks, often in this particular room. But one of the things that they would request, and they would come in, and they were eager to see the cross. Can you show us the cross? And we would take them into the sanctuary and show them the great cross that, that, over, that overshadows our sanctuary. The cross is so prominent in the front. And they would look at that. And then they would arrive here on our Easter egg hunt that took place on the grounds where the story of Christ's resurrection took place. They wanted to see the cross. And today, many people are wondering what Easter actually means. There are people that are listening to my voice at this moment. They want to know what the cross is and what it's all about, what the true meaning of Easter is. Because that true meaning can be lost in the complexity of this world. The true meaning of Easter can be set aside by those who lead us and those who direct us in our country. But nothing can set aside the power that comes in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The last few days, I've been installing batteries in a collection of little Easter chicks. When you touch them, they squeal. Rabbits and talking animals, putting the batteries in them because in our household, our grandkids are gonna be here this weekend. And with the many, many little Easter trimmings we have around the house. So today, without a problem, I can tell you that Easter is not about little chicks. I can tell you that Easter is not about installing AA batteries or taking batteries out of your garage door opener so the kids can be entertained. It doesn't have anything to do with Easter bunnies. And it isn't completely about Easter eggs. Last night, my daughter came to me and she wanted me to test run one of her devil eggs um, that she made. It was good. But an egg can represent new life because new life hatches from an egg. And Jesus was resurrected on the third day. Jesus Christ brings to us, gives to us that new life. The new life that we can experience at this moment. But Easter, unfortunately, can be just like Christmas. The real meaning has been forgotten. And for those who are Christians, we understand what Easter's all about. But for those who have not experienced a new birth, or maybe today you're halfway there, you may not understand. And today, I want to share with you Easter's backstory. It was in the Old Testament times that the priest would bring the bulls, bring the goats, and bring the spotless lambs without any blemish to be sacrificed. The priest would present it on the sin as a sin offering for himself and for the people of the time. The blood from those sacrifices would purify and make atonement. In other words, forgiveness. Make amends for the sins of the people and the priest of that day. That was the old order of what we call atonement. When Jesus Christ came, the day that we celebrate today, he was a representation of the sacrificial lamb that was taken into, uh, into that place of sacrifice in the old world. He was the final sacrifice. We no longer have to sacrifice animals to make atonement for our sins jesus christ has done it once and for all it is his blood that cleanses us from our sins he was crucified on the cross that was a form of execution of his day a brutal form the sins of the world was upon jesus yet he without sin and blameless he bore it all and that's why jesus christ is often referred to as God's sacrificial lamb or the lamb of God. He was bodily resurrection, resurrected. In other words, he came back to life on the third day. He appeared to many eating and drinking with them. He appeared to many for 40 days, then ascended. He went up into heaven. You can read about it in Acts, the first chapter, verses one through 11. You know, it's interesting to notice how John, the gospel writer of the text that we read today, he anchors the events of the resurrection to a time, he anchors them to a day, and he anchors them to witnesses. In John 20, the first verse, I remind you again of that verse, early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw the stone had been removed from the in, uh, entrance. You see, it was on a particular day in history. It was early in the morning, he writes, while it was still dark. Mary Magdalene saw that the stone had been removed away, away from Jesus' tomb. And I believe that John wants to be very clear to the readers, to those of us today. The resurrection of Jesus Christ happened on earth's soil. It happened in our time. And for the benefit of us humans who God created in love, it's explained to us. And because Jesus has risen, life for us is forever anchored in this good news. The good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Christ's resurrection gloriously demonstrates that God's powerful love has last word. as through it. Townsend puts it in a contemporary Christian song in Christ alone, which was taken from the book of Romans, the words, no power of hell, no human plan could ever pluck me from his hand. We now live, you and I, you that view today, we live in the joyful assurance that because Christ lives, we too can live. Throughout eternity, we too can have life, and that is the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. It's interesting when you look at the other gospel in Matthew, for example. Matthew gives a little more detail of this account in Matthew 28, verses 5 through 6. We read the account there that the angel said to the women, two, being Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, do not be afraid. For I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. And the writer says, he is not here. He has risen just as he said he would. On that first Easter Sunday morning, two women were in for a surprise of their lives. Instead of finding a closed tomb, when they arrived, what they found greeting them was an angel. They found an open grave grave. In the words, do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus Christ, who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. And for them and for us today, for every follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, life would never, never be the same. This is a day like no other day. The resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead has changed the course of history. Please understand that this Easter, that the resurrection is God's way of announcing that our life does not have to be a one-way trip to the cemetery. But our life can be filled with joy and we can have abundant living. Our life can be that of freedom from the vices that capture our hearts and our lives. Our life does not have to be stuck in the past because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The risen Savior has hit the delete button. And I know that's painful for some of you because you've deleted things that you wanted to keep and you've had to redo them. I've lost hours in my office because I hit the delete button. We understand what that is, but Jesus Christ hit the delete button on our sins. They are gone. We don't have to wonder who's in charge because the Savior, Jesus, has been given all of the authority In heaven and earth. And we don't have to wonder what's ahead. What does the future hold? Is my life going to continue the way it is? Because Romans, the 8th chapter, the 39th verse, the Apostle Paul writes that we will not be separated from the love of God in Jesus Christ our Lord. That we can have the assurance of that love. And in order for us to understand and to appreciate the good news of the gospel... This day that has changed the history of the world. We must understand our sinful nature. Romans, this third chapter, verse number 23. For all have sinned. We have all fallen short of the glory of God. And once we understand that, we can appreciate the good news of this gospel. Because without Jesus Christ, without this day of the risen Savior, we are hopeless as many are in this world, our sinful nature causes us to fall short of the glory of God in punishment, punishment comes upon us as we will be judged on that day. We who have experienced and lived the good news of the gospel, we must understand that it is not meant that is to be kept silent that our mouths are to be closed, but we must make the world aware that there is a salvation process, that there's a good news of the risen Savior who has risen indeed and tell the world as we are called upon to tell others about God's great love. Matthew, the 16th chapter, or I'm sorry, it's in the book of Mark. The 16th chapter, we see the place where Jesus comes and he visits the disciples after his resurrection. Here's what he said to them. The scripture tells us that he said to them, go into the world and preach the gospel to all creation. And in this passage, Jesus Christ is talking to his disciples after they had not believed what Mary had told them of his resurrection. During this season, every day of our lives, I encourage you to share the joy of Easter with others. I encourage you to let the fire burn in in your soul of this day of celebration. As I was sitting here this morning and we were singing and celebrating, I was thinking of old revival services that I attended when I was a kid in high school and how the atmosphere was filled with excitement. Celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Reflect Reflect on his sacrifice that he made on the cross, and in telling others of his goodness, we can bring him ultimately glory. So let's continue to celebrate today. Today, we opened the service and we have sung, and we must continue to sing out Christ the Lord. Is risen today. Christ the Lord is risen today. A great hymn by Charles Wesley. That Jesus Christ is risen today. And today we praise God. That Jesus is alive. With Christians around the world. We can say. Christ is risen. He is he is risen Amen. You say that with millions of others today. He is risen indeed. Now. I'm a realist, and I know for some, Easter may only serve as a reminder of the cross to you. There are some that are listening to me today, and you may be sitting in this room, and you feel like you got left at Good Friday weeping at the base of the cross. You feel like you're not with the rest of the world, and you've moved on to the celebration of Easter. You wish you could celebrate. On this day, for those who may be struggling today because of loss in your life, because of difficulties, maybe a sickness, maybe a family member is going through a health challenge. Maybe today you are sitting here with a financial need. Perhaps today you feel like your world is falling apart. I want to remind you today, as you struggle, today it would be good for you to know that there's power in your life due to the empty tomb as well. Since last Easter, I think that we've had a great re-emphasis, a great reminder, and we've experienced that life on this earth is not without its dark times. Life on this earth and the Christian life has challenges. And we can identify periods throughout history when evil and darkness seem to be in control. And we can look back on our own lives, even this past year, and recall times, and maybe you sit here today with grief. Maybe you have hurt in your life, loneliness, perhaps there's despair that you're experiencing. Or maybe these times are happening for you periodically, but yet they were there and life seems empty. Or meaning and purpose may feel like it's gone, or God is far away. And if you feel that way, guess who moved? It's you. Because Jesus Christ is here with you. Maybe all of life seems dark and empty and like an empty space. Jesus knows what that's like. And even more on the cross, he suffered the agony of complete separation from God. Scripture tells us he descended into hell so that you and I wouldn't have to. And his body was placed in a tomb till he rose to life again. On the third day, Jesus Christ's work of salvation for us would not have been complete if he did not suffer the full punishment, the unspeakable anguish, the pain, and the terror of the soul on the cross to pay that price for our sins. And on Easter, he rose in victory over death so that we might share in the power of his resurrection that you and I may enjoy new life with God. He wears the victor's crown, and today that is offered to us. Our journey with life in Christ may take us through some times of darkness yet, but as hard as those times may be, we can be assured that death, that loneliness and despair do not have to be final and do not have to have victory over us that Jesus Christ conquered them and the risen Savior and the tomb is empty and as we walk through the valley and the shadows in our life, lean upon Jesus Christ. I encourage everyone to do so. The Savior who knows each one of us and gives us the assurance that he is walking with us today. He is risen. Indeed, he is risen. Jesus Christ Our Lord and Savior, what a great day of celebration. Father, we thank you, and we praise you this day, Lord. We thank you for your goodness and your love, and we we have no reason to fear because you have conquered death. And for that, God, we say thank you. For that, we come together and we celebrate, and we praise your wonderful name. Thank you, Lord, for suffering and dying on the cross to show us how much you love us. May we never forget the depth of your sacrifice. Give us the opportunity every day to act like Easter people who walk in victory. Jesus Christ is risen. The victory is won. Our sins are forgiven. And God, we praise you for your son. And we thank you for a risen Savior. In Christ's name, we commit our lives and our hearts to you. And we say amen. Amen. Hallelujah.